Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. An Erio's Original. I'm Leslie Arfin, and this is my show, Filling the Void, a show where I get to know my friends better by talking to them about the things that bring them pure joy, also known as their hobbies. So today we're talking to Fred Armisen, and his hobby is record collecting. But I love this episode because it's not like about collecting rare records or like hard to find or it's more like his hobby is just music and he's a great, great person to talk to and so fun and so kind and so interesting. So I think you'll really like this one. The cool thing about this podcast is that you're going to be like, oh my God, like I was on it when it was in her bedroom. Like, remember when it used to be in her bedroom and people are going to be like, no, I'm going to be like like, in the documentary version. There's only one other person in the room. It was like this, like really small staff. Yeah. Now there's like 40 people. I can't imagine, but I, it was, I swear it was just one person recording. It used to be in her bedroom, sitting on her bed, like just being just normal. Like there were like French fries on the table. Do you want any, by the way? They're no, from no, In-N-Out. I'm good. I'm good. They're fresh. Oh, I like old French fries. <laughs> I collect old French fries. That's why you're on to this podcast yeah. today. No, for realsies, though. Yeah. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Fred. Now we can re- so now, hello. Boom. What's your hobby, Fred? Record collecting. How long have you been a record collector? I think since 1974. That sounds like an exaggeration, but when I was a kid, my parents would buy me records, mm-hmm. and... I saved them. You know, I just kept saving them and collecting them and got really into them. It was like Beatle records and stuff. What? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's I mean, I, 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 I guess crazy. it I mean, it counts. What I'm going to say it counts because it, they meant so much to me. Wait, why wouldn't it count? Because I was a kid. Oh, big whoop. I still have some of the records that I got when I was a kid. And like, I have the Cindy Lauper She's So Unusual record, yeah. which is so good. It's great. And it's the same one that I had. I never rebought it, but I didn't consider myself a record collector then. Maybe you didn't consider yourself one, but they're in. Is it. Are those records still in your collection? Yeah. You've saved everyone. Not everyone. A few of them. Do you regret getting rid of any of them? I think the ones that I got rid of uh, just disappeared. You know what I mean? Like, people moving from place or- to place, and, but there's like two or three that are definitely from then. You grew up on Long Island just like me. 
I grew up on Long Island. I, oh, two years I lived in Brazil, in Rio oh. de Janeiro. So I lived on Long Island. Then we had to go to Brazil for two years, and then we went back to Long Island. Do you remember that store, Utopia? No, where was in it? In Huntington? It was like you t- when I was going record shopping, it was Utopia and Tower. And Utopia, though, had all the great seven inches and all the cool albums, like all the independent labels, because they didn't sell those at Tower. Yeah. And, but Tower was still cool because I also like major label stuff. Yeah. And like dreamt of getting a job there. I think I applied for a job and then it shut down. Oh, wow. I mean, I got a job at Yogurt and such. It was fine. Yeah. But Tower was like, very cool tower was great remember how like busy it was i remember thinking this place is gonna go on forever yeah and then when it went out of business or whatever it's called i was really confused by it because i'm like it was busy as hell what's yeah how busy was it supposed to be to stay open good good point also like what was its competitor Uh, nothing so why did it shut down that i'm with you it's the it's weirdest thing to me. I mean, I guess the Virgin Megastore was kind of a competitor, but that's out of business too. So where did you do most of your record collecting? At the Green Acres Mall? N- a, a little bit, yes. Mm-hmm. There was Sam Goody there. Mm. Then um, there was a record store called Slipped Disc in Valley Stream. Remember. and but Which is such a good name for a record such a, store. Such a great it's one. so good. Yeah. And then my friends and I would save money and go into Manhattan to go record shopping. So, so we'd go to the village and we'd go to Golden Disc or Record Runner, Bleaker Bob's. I was just going to say Bleaker Bob's. Yeah. Was that a record store or a comic store or both? Record store. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's still there. Um, something music. Other music. Yeah. They closed, but there's a documentary about them as well. Was it a good documentary? It was great. Oh, really? Because they were so dedicated to having a good yeah. collection that it's it's kind of more about the people. Did you go there? Oh, yeah. I used to go there a lot. That's later. That's more like in the 2000s okay. as a grown-up. I see. So when you go record collecting, and this is something you still do. Actively. Do you have something specific you're looking for? Or are you looking and maybe you'll find a gem? The way it's evolved over the years is like I used to look for my favorite bands. I'm going to get the damned, the black album. Oh, here it is. And you know, this different colored vinyl. But then I found myself sort of buying the same records over and over. And I was like, this is not active collecting. This is just like, you know, getting reissues and stuff. And right. And so then I started to think, what do I not have? And I started getting records that were outside of my uh, understanding. So mm-hmm. Just to expand a little bit. And I would go like, oh, let me go to like the international section. Yeah. Here is a bunch of music from Senegal. Great. And so I'll listen to the whole record. There'll be like some lots of guitar and stuff. And then that starts to like grow. Then maybe like four years ago, I started getting into death metal, like really black metal that like right. the album covers are so like... like Swedish? Yeah, like black with like you know scratchy writing where you can't even see the name of the band yeah so i'd get like a bunch of those and just and i put on these records and it's fun in the moment you know like mm-hmm. oh my god what is this music so i'd get a bunch of that even like music i really don't know like jazz don't know it mm-hmm. i'm gonna get this art blakey album yeah and then it's just such a nice day to like I love that yeah it, it makes everything like, it makes my house nicer. It makes my mm-hmm. day nicer. 
And rarely is there something that I'm like, this is bad. Really rarely. Really? There might be like five times it's happened. And then I put that record in like a different part of the collection. It's like a separate box. And I'm like, I'm just going to put this here. Like what makes something bad to you? It's got to be something so specific since yes. you're so open. It's not the artist's fault. It's more like I have a preconception of what something is going to be. And then I hear it. I'm like, oh, that's not... I'm okay without this. So um, when I went to Japan, I went looking for stuff. And I really didn't know what I was getting. But I'd see an album cover that looked really cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, like, oh, what what is this? Yeah. Put it on. I'm like, "Uh, oh, they were going for this other thing that like... Right. I I know what this is. And, you know, it's not even horrible. It's more like... This is for somebody else, so I'll just put that in another section. I that is how judging albums and books by their covers is yeah. how I've discovered some of my favorite things. Absolutely, it really does matter, yeah. especially before the internet. Not to like be that person, but like I only would read reviews in what like Punk Planet, Maximum Rock and Roll, mm. and like hear about them in zines and or see their name on a flyer. Yeah, and be like, well. That's the second time I've seen that band's name. So when I see the seven inch, like, yeah. and I do want to go to the show, it'd be cool to like be like, oh, I love this song to somebody else. Yeah. Right? Be cool oh, to absolutely. just be yeah. in the mix and know. Yeah. I like that. And I like that you're still doing that. Do you know about NTS radio? No. Oh my God. I don't even know how to explain it other than maybe I like uh, Japanese yacht rock. Yeah. From the 60s? Yeah. Okay. I'm willing to find out because the best DJs all over the world put together these playlists. There's live. They have Mexican Independence, Easy, the Jazz Collection, LA Melody, NTS, the Cinematic and Saccharine World of French Pop Music. Who but took the time to do all just, this? No, so, so you're saying it's like... This is ongoing. Like really... like Live shows. It's a radio station. And it's like subcategories of subcategories. And shit you can't find on any streaming yeah. device, right? <gasps> so like I save some things and I'm like, okay, Acid Memories with Astral Vibes. I just like the title. And it says, rose-tinted hallucinogenic sounds from Astral Vibes Acid Memories, illicit dealings in psychedelia of all persuasions. Sit back and enjoy. Okay. Great. Yes. I'd like to do that. Yeah. So the gospel is, I've been listening to. And where do you listen? Meaning, it's, I, I see that it's on your phone, but what room are you in? Or, okay. or are you in your car? In my car. Yeah. Or I have a Sonos Move It speaker hmm. where I can bring it to any room in the house. They also have these, this one guy does this radio show where it's all these old hip hop mixtapes from uh, New York in the 90s. I was really into like underground hip hop. Stretch Armstrong's radio show in New York, eighty nine nine, and and he would. Pl- it was like he discovered Eminem before Eminem was signed. Where were you though? Were you in the city or were you on, in Huntington? Oh no, I didn't. I'm not from Huntington. I'm from Syosset, but I was in high school, and then I was how, how so Long happen, Island, and then I was in college. How did you find those college. underground hip hop? Because you know, I used to go into the city all the time, uh, okay. and people would sell tapes, and then yeah, I had yeah. friends, and we'd listen to this radio show. Yeah, so it was like. Oh my God, like, and we would tape Stretch's radio show. 
right? Didn't you used to do that? Like oh, yeah, tape all the a radio time. show? Yeah. Did you, what S- was, did you Snapper. use w- Snapper? What? Snapper was the name of the DJ. Ooh. She was on, uh, I think. W-E-R-E? W-D-R-E? No, no, it was a college station, either Hofstra or Nassau Community College. That's where you went? No, no, that's the radio station I listened to. Okay, so you, you're, a lot of your connection, though, is still to Manhattan, of of finding music or am i wrong no totally i mean i went and tell me if you did this too did you go to hardcore and punk shows yes the in long island was there a scene no no i i missed it there were bands like uh, the nihilistics who played on long island Mm -hmm. and a couple other things but as far as i know there weren't many shows on long island it was early that it was still had to be the the cbgb's uh, matinees on, on sundays and a couple other places but it wasn't happening, as far as I know, enough on Long Island. This is 80, yeah. whatever, 84, this is in the 83. 80s. Yeah. I heard about the nihilistic shows, but I was like too young to Right. Go. Yeah. There were some things I was too young. I mean, in ninth and 10th grade, it was, I was like mostly sticking around Long Island and going record shopping and kind of like keeping to myself. Like I had friends that were also into the same thing, but most of them were older, went to different schools. And I was like probably embarrassed to like, ask i would just discover you know on my own and like judge albums by their cover and yeah. see what what i liked and what i didn't did, and you have, do you have older siblings who i have an older sister but she was really into like hip-hop r&b uh-huh. reggae that kind of thing so i that's where that all that comes from and i just like kept going with it but i knew so much music but she wasn't. She never got into punk or hardcore. Where did you go to shows on Long Island? Did you go to Long Island shows? Yeah, and, wow, and New York City. So there was like a whole scene in the '90s, early to late '90s, all of the nineteen '90s. Where did touring bands go through, like Fugazi mm-hmm, and Nation mm-hmm. of Ulysses and all that? Yeah. Okay, so they they had gigs on Long Island. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Totally. There's this. You're place. very lucky. I know. And I don't. I want to talk more about your hobby. Like I don't want to stray from that. I don't want but to get in trouble. Kinda, but this is. It is. I, I'm right? going to say it's like in there. Okay. Because what else is there? What am I going to say? Like a, a rare album yeah. from 1968. I'm. I'm this is what I'm like, talking about. Okay. Yeah. Right. So like it doesn't even just. I do. I'm going to address that in a second. Our question, but like when you do, ha- do you have mm. albums that are like worth a lot of money and like you don't, I don't even do care? That. Right. I don't do okay. That. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, no, it's about you. I think of the record itself, and I'm like, this record wants to be played. Yeah, it's not like a museum piece, right? Totally. That doesn't make any difference to me. Okay, that's really rad and like so important. Yeah, it wants to be played. That's what it's meant to do. Yeah, it's like don't put me up on a in a frame. Please don't. Yeah, it's just a black circle or like maybe a cool color if you're lucky. Yeah, limited edition print. Who cares? Who cares? But it does look cool to Looks have a red great. or yeah. pink. Oh, yeah. People are, they're like records that are still coming out now. Yeah. They're doing so many creative things with vinyl coloring, like right. clear with black dots. And I love it all. I'm I know. A, I'm a sucker. It's for so it. pretty. Me too. I yeah. love that stuff too. And we still buy records and play records. Yeah. Same here. Paul and I. But probably you more so. A lot of it has to do with storage. But my dad was like you. Like I mean, our house was like known for records because my dad had like a wall this big with built-in shelves, all really? records. Yeah, I should also give him credit because he got me into a lot of music, but not, but in retrospect, right? Or 
later in life. But a lot of what he played, even though I would say like, I don't fucking give a shit about the Beach Boys when I was 13 or whatever. I think just hearing that, it's almost like somebody's speaking a second language in your house. Like you pick up on a language that you just know and you don't, I don't know how I know it. Not to say that I have great taste or my dad does or whatever, but like... Wait, it sounds like he's got great taste. He was, I mean, he, I think he, so. Yeah, if he had like a huge record collection. Yeah. It, just that huge equals great collection. taste. Like the, it, you know, even if it's like the worst music you could think of, at least, at least right, he's got... Right, it wasn't like a huge he, polka collection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was rock some and people, roll. <clears throat> some people are so dismissive of music that they don't have a collection. And they, right. That's like, your dad already sounds like he's... Yeah, yeah, no, he prioritized he, it. And very, he was like a DJ too. I mean, very big priority. What's his name? Rich Arfin. Rich Arfin. But and I mean, he wasn't like a famous DJ. Where and where was he? Long Island? Mm-hmm. And then also Is he originally from New went, York? He's originally from Long Island, but he went to college in Philly, Temple University. And so he was a radio DJ there. Wow. And he was like a security guard, quote unquote at Woodstock. Like, he's like the is he dude. Music? Is he a musician? He is, but not professionally. But but no, totally, yeah. He plays well, piano, instrument? guitar, everything. Aww, yeah. I like this guy. And Paul, uh, my husband, does too. And so we play a lot of music with Mary, my kid. Mary, mother of God. <laughs> and it's like, and what I'm instrument Jesus, does she play? and Paul's the father. Um, Okay, so Mary really likes to play guitar, but lately she's been really into percussion, which I think is like really fun for yeah. a kid and really a great first instrument. But you're a drummer. Yeah. Oh my God. But that's not a hobby. That I think that's part of like your vocation. I would agree. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. Um, I like the word vocation. Me too. It's cool. It sounds yeah. like vacation, but it means the opposite. <laughs> it's, it's weird. <laughs> But there's something also educational about it too. Like it's, it seems like a kind of school. I know that's not it's literal translation, but something about it is like this is what I must do. Yeah. Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So when I was growing up, there was a place called the PWAC. It was the People with AIDS Coalition. It was essentially a huge, empty warehouse. Huge. Mm. And this guy, Artie Philly, who was from Lindenhurst, Long Island, still friends with him, lives in Chicago. And he really spearheaded this the Long Island hardcore scene and like got tons of bands to come. I guess that's a promoter. Is that what that? Yeah. Yeah, he was that guy, and he was so fun, and he he had and has, like, really fun, obscure, great taste in music. Because Long Island hardcore bands could have, they were they could be, like, pretty cheesy or kind of tough guy a little bit, but yeah. Artie would bring those DC punk bands down and brought, like, 
Bratmobile and Slant Six, like to Long Island, remember which is Sla- the best. Remember Slant oh my God, Six? They were amazing. They were so fucking great. good. Yeah, that one of my favorite a- albums. So great, and the artwork on the album, beautiful. That's so. So, so good. I thought that what they were so band. cool. And I I just love how they just didn't smile. Yeah. You know? And they were they looked so cool. I was so young and I was just like, oh, I want to look that cool one day. Because there's no cool stores. Like, you didn't go... Like, where did I find cool clothes? I would have to, like, go to the Gap and try to, like... I get, like, sizes that were too big or too small. Or Salvation Army. Some of them used to go to Sears. Like Sears mm-hmm. had like Dickies right. clothing and Dickies shoes and stuff that they would... Right, but harder go. for girls. And harder for girls oh, right. who <clears throat> weren't super, super skinny and tall. You, you know, just harder for girls with like Jewish thighs and figuring out their bodies and my body. I just didn't know how to... Ca- I, didn't, I didn't have a pair of jeans that fit right until I was like 25 <laughs> like i tried so hard it was just dickies it wasn't like they didn't fit me right because i had hips i mean they didn't fit anybody right i mean this might be more of a guy thing but like when we put them on like those dickies shirts and pants they look like boxes it was like yeah. these like square <laughs> yes. everyone looked like frankenstein everyone i mean it was so and it was like so cute i totally everyone looked like yeah. boxes did you have a chain wallet no, but that was in the, yeah. That was in there in the in the mix of I, my, the singer of my band had a chain wallet. Right. What was your band called again? Trenchmouth. We played. Oh, right, with, right. We played with Slant Six a couple times. You did. Oh yeah. They're so cool. They were so great. Myra Power on bass. Oh my god. Uh, Christina Balot. Uh huh. I I might have. I think I definitely have a seven inch down there. Oh, they're great. That's another thing. Do you still listen to seven inches? Because it's yeah, I, I do. Mm-hmm. But my turntable is a little bit of a hassle. Right. It's such a short moment. I'm like, oh, the end of the single, so I have to keep getting up. Like an album I like listening to all the way through. So, Well, but. part of my music club is that, so me and my four best friends that were all older than me, and I love their hardcore band, and they taught me like so much about music and just life and everything. They, we live all, all over the world. One of them's in Australia, one's in Maine, one's in New York. I'm here. And we do a music club where... Every week we give each other an album. Here's an album that you may not have listened to. And I love, like I picked a Bonnie Raitt album a couple weeks ago that I was like, you guys, you're not going to like this, but it is a perfect album. And you can't disagree with me. (laughs) But like they did, you know, they didn't, they, they all had different thoughts and feelings about it. So we do that with all genres of music. And do you have to have the album or is it just, you just oh, no, say you the title. You don't have to own it. You don't have to own it. You just say, yeah, because Bonnie Ray. Here's this, the album. Here's the album. I'll send a link to the album wherever it is. I mean, Bobby once picked this album by the Feelies, which only existed on YouTube. I'll yeah. say that that was like a little annoying. Do you have like what album would you pick? First, I'll just say the Damned Strawberries. Let me get that out of the way because okay. because I believe so much in that album as a masterpiece, as a perfect album. Okay. Um, it's got this pig on the cover with the strawberry on it. It's, it's, I don't know it. I can't wait to get it and listen to it. They're like a classic punk band. I think one of the first, but this album, because of what people actually listen to is very psychedelic. They let their influences show and it's so beautiful. It's just 
a perfect, perfect album. See, this is why we have the music club because like we all pick stuff that none of us would have ever thought. Sometimes we really like it and sometimes we really, really don't. I want to know what else. There's a song on that one called Life Goes On that is just... What, your favorite? Oh, yeah. Maybe Stereo Lab, Emperor, Tomato, Ketchup. Uh Uh-huh. I I remember that one. I think everyone knows that one. God, I'm afraid that it will bring back nostalgic feelings. That scares me. It's scary because the sound of it, you're like, I remember this sound even. And that feeling you have, you are correct. It's like a lot. It's like really, it's a lot for me. And like sometimes... I like it and I smell a certain time and then I get like very weirdly sad. I I don't have a great relationship with nostalgia, but I do like when I hear certain songs and it brings me back to something and I'm like, that was a good time. There's a sound in the 90s that bands used to do, which is lead vocal melody Mm -hmm. and then same singer in the background screaming it. Yeah. You know, uh, like just sort of like yelling it yeah. and having like a real meltdown of some kind. Totally. As this like mix of like, we, we fool around in the studio. We really, yeah. you know, who knows what's going to happen. Right. We and don't take anything too seriously. Yeah. It's like there's a little drum machine and a broken synthesizer. Yeah. And um, there's so much of it that every time I hear it, it sounds like in the 60s what a sitar would sound like. So Ooh, 60s. Yeah. Here's, here's a weird one. Okay. That someone recommended to me. And that's Graham Nash's first, or his solo album from 1971. It's fucking amazing. Someone's recommended it, and I was like, "It's incredible." I don't know anything about right? these guys, and I'll, but that album, it's so good, fantastic. So my friend Bobby and I were talking about that. We're probably one oh, of us you will know pick this that. Record. Yeah, because there was a song I had heard. Maybe it was from a mixtape somebody made me, which, by the way, is a whole other level of important. My whole life changed with every mixtape. Every mixtape. Agreed. So, every mixtape. Some of them, I still have some of them. I have mm-hmm. no idea who gave it to me. Right? Who, I used to get them sent I in the mail. With? Yeah, because I used to do a zine and people would send me ones and they had amazing artwork. And some of them have songs that I cannot find. My friend Bill and I love this song called Cold by this band Sex, C-E-X. We tried emailing the band. Maybe it was like a private joke. Maybe it was just something somebody recorded one day and it got on this mixtape and it changed our lives. We listened to it over and over again. And and it only exists, as far as I can tell, on this one CD that I have somewhere. And this was even after tapes. Was it? So it's a mixed CD. Someone put it. It was a mixed CD, uh, but that was later days. The tapes. tapes, You couldn't. Or I just opted not to fast forward. I mean, you can't yeah. click ahead. Like you I don't, don't like, know. Listen to the whole thing. Yep. Oh, I had certain girlfriends who would get so into their mixtapes. They would do themes. I mean, just Great. the best. Like all songs that have to do with birthday when it was my birthday, or oh. like if you like somebody, it was the easiest way. It was the best, easiest best Valentine com- best you communi- can give. Communication. It's just the best. Yeah. Do you listen to music when you're? Well, no, not when I'm working. Not when you're working. No, me either. I don't. It's I can't. It's its own moment. It's too distracting. I I don't like parties and stuff where I'm just like I don't. You know, like hey, let's all listen to this thing. It's very dedicated and so. Do you sit and listen to an album? Yes. And you you don't smoke. Nope. And you just put your hands on your lap. Yeah, I sit in a chair. Do you have a special chair? Yeah. 
What's it look like? It's a gray um, design within each chair. It's not even very special, but it's comfy. It's, I could put my elbows on it and just kind of like listen and look at the album cover. And yeah. I love that. And do you like reading the liner notes? I do, but sometimes they write too many mm-hmm. reissues. I'm like, I can't look at this much history. Totally. <laughs> like, just give me the basics and I'll figure it out. But like, I thought you were going to say, just give me the beat. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I'm going to change it to that. Uh, just give me the beat. <laughs> what do you listen to when you're driving? I used to have Sirius Radio where I could listen to um, XMU where they have mm-hmm. like newer music, and my car that I have now doesn't have it. What? So I have to do Spotify playlists that I, I have been given to me or that I've made already. So you have like mixes that people give you or that you find on Spotify. Yeah. The Graham Nash thing was I found this song. So like when you love a song from a mixtape, then you go and you seek you out what else. And you're like, this is right. Great. Well, what is something that you're like interested in finding new now? I think I'm still wanting to find some more like death metal. I went through a phase like a couple years ago of buying country music because I saw that documentary about country music. Which one? It's, it's called country, country music. music. And it's on PBS. So th- I'll just like wander over to that section and see if I could find, I don't know, Bill Monroe or something. And just because I, I, I know so little about it. So I'm just like, I'm, let me hear some, and there's great musicians and stuff. Have you discovered anybody you really love? Uh, George Jones. Okay. You, you've seen him before, right? Sort of, if I showed what you a picture. What is he saying? Is he like, it's not unusual? No, to no, no, Who's no, that that's guy? The, that's Tom Jones. <laughs> okay. So I was on uh, the right path. Who's George Jones? What's he's he like saying? this. Uh, uh, <laughs> In the documentary, they described as like, oh, he'll make you cry. And I was like, oh, we'll see. And then, not, not that I cry, but it's You're allowed very, to cry. No, no. Oh. Um, um, <laughs> By the way, when I said Tom mm, Jones, mm. when I was like, it's not unusual, Fred literally rolled his eyes. I didn't. Like, I was the... Uh, I didn't. He was like, oh, amateur. <laughs> amateur. No, he but, didn't. You know but what's weird? It is scary. But when you sang it, it feels like it could be a country song. Like, mm-hmm. it's not unusual to be... And all of a sudden, you're it's like... It's oh, not yeah. unusual to, to be loved by anyone. Yeah. But anyway, he's got a great voice. Is he new or old? 70s, 60s. So cool. 60s and 70s. Do you like disco? Yeah. Me too. Sometimes I like to find really obscure disco because I think it's so good. I'm not like... I don't know. I don't claim to know a lot about anything, especially music, because you don't understand. It's very intimidating, especially for girls, women who never played in bands. I pretended I liked Dinosaur Jr. for like 10 years. (laughs) I actually do love them now, but like I didn't understand what I was hearing when I was 15. But I couldn't admit that because then I had like five dudes on me. Like, what? (laughs) That's so lame, but there's a part, there is a part of me that has PTSD from that because it's a, it's a trauma. <laughs> the best day of my life was when I was like, no, I don't like Dinosaur Jr. I don't, I don't know what they sound like. It was like the freedom of like being uncool, finally. You know, that was like yesterday. The, the thing that I suffered, this is different, but similar in the 90s, is that because I was in a band... I couldn't like anybody. Like we, were, I was so like. Right. There's a thing that happens. You're like, no, they suck. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> no, totally. they're, just, they're just pop hooks. Yeah. <laughs> Who, why are they doing that? Yeah. That just sounds like this other band. So you're unable to like. Totally. Just enjoy a band. 
So it's I went through so the same true. thing, but only now I can l- listen to some m- more music from the 90s. I mean, that is definitely like part of the circle of conversation talking about music. Even if people like an album, if that album is in some way your contemporary, they got to say it's like comedy, right? It's just like comedy. It's where you're so like, obnoxious. It's like, yeah, but they did kind of like rip off this like... Yeah, and they'll... they'll mention someone obscure and be like oh, I see I actually like so and so but before we end let's just we're going to leave this open ended and I just want to acknowledge there's like that we don't speak enough about how big of an impact Bjork made on all of our lives as gigantic as David Bowie in, pe- in people's lives I'm like but I feel like Bjork was like I feel like we talked about her every day in the 90s. Totally. Every day day. we said Bjork. We could not believe Bjork. We were like, (laughs) it was like, here's music here. Bjork was on top. Okay, music was climbing up the Himalayas, top of the mountain. Bjork was the cloud above that mountain. It was like, but Bjork. There is nothing else like her. There was not. No. And we would just, every day, there'd be something like, Bjork was, oh, that's like Bjork. Right. It just came That's up. Like, totally. Like Bjork's going out with this person. Yeah. This is, looks like Bjork is a baby. Like there's a new th- <laughs> album soon. There's a new this soon. Yes. I, I, that's, we'll just. We should leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. If you liked our show, please subscribe, rate, review, and tell a friend. Filling the Void is a production of the Erios Network. Episodes are produced, engineered, and edited by Alex Paul. Original song by Michael Cassidy. Powered by ACAST. Erios. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.